Hello, and welcome to the Geekiest Podcast, where we sit around and talk to our friends about all things geeky, all the while giving each other geek points to determine who is the geekiest. Welcome to the Geekiest. My name is Joseph, and my pronouns are he, him. Hello, I'm Kayla, and my pronouns are she, her. I'm Will, he, him. Well, uh, as as promised on previous episodes, this will be our Halloween viewing uh, suggestion episode, where we will lay out uh, both some family-friendly and some scary things for you to watch over the next 31 days as this episode will be coming out uh on september 30th so that means you have you'll have plenty of time to get in your spooky season our own our very own 31 days of halloween so who wants to i guess we kind of do a little round robin what what you got uh that way we can you know uh we can you know, cover up for when we have duplicated each other or at least say we, oh, that was on my list as well. So uh, do we want to do the family friendly first? Yeah, yeah, let's do, because, you know, you save the really scary stuff for the late night. So we'll do the family friendly first, I think. All right. (laughs) So, Joe, you said you have a family friendly list. I have a family friendly list. Okay. Uh, And I do as well. So I, I will. I will. So grab- we're just kind of all like cross hocus pocus directly off our list. Yeah, I didn't even put hocus pocus on the list. <laughs> Not on my list. <laughs> I mean, you can watch it. Go ahead, watch it. It's gonna Please be. Please watch hocus pocus. It's a good it's movie. Be on like sixty-eight thousand times. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So 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 my first one. I'm going. I'm going deep deep in the bench for this one. Nineteen sixty-six. Okay. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I have that one on my list as well. I got a rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's a geek point. <laughs> um, I, I There's mean, something about that you have to. It, it, it's a must. It's a must. You have you to really, watch you, that. You do. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it not is. Halloween unless you see it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was. That, I was like looking at these lists, and I was like, I'm looking through, and I'm like, okay, that one, that one, that one, and then I was like. There's really only one that just says to me, we're watching Halloween, you know, it's Halloween time and that's, it's, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, which, yep. you know, introduces us to a Halloween figure, legendary figure, the great pumpkin. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I mean, even into my teenage years, I think, you know, if that was on, I would stop to watch it just for the sentimentality of it. Dude, I'm 45. I still watch it. <laughs> there you are never too old for the peanuts and especially never too old for it's a great pumpkin charlie brown right all right so what's one on your list kayla uh all right well i did in no particular order um because i just kind of of jotted them all down so we'll we'll start at the bottom of the list uh and i, I just have all if you can find them, all of the Scooby-Doo Halloween specials. 
Yes. Solid pick. They're all good. They're all fun. They're all cute. They're all totally worth watching. If you can find like a super list or a marathon, even better. That would have gotten away with it. It wasn't for you kids and <laughs> you meddling kids and your dog. That's right. Um, yep. That's a good pull. That's a good pull. <laughs> Solid pick there. Yeah, because like I looked at it and I was like, okay, I could literally do another top 10 list of like the top 10 like Scooby-Doo Halloween specials. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Just all of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, I, I think that's a fair. Um, yeah, I, I would go with that. Yeah, because I mean, like it, what makes Scooby-Doo so fun is is the the guest stars and the like crazy appearances of weird people and weird voice actors and you know stuff and and they from the very beginning of doing it have pulled off some of the coolest people mm-hmm. to be part of the show this is true and and i mean how many times can you foil old man jenkins <laughs> at least 60 times <laughs> yes yes it's true um yeah so i thought that was that was fun. Uh, give us one from yours, Joe. Uh, might not, might not come up, might not come right to mind as a Halloween. The Spiderwick Chronicles. I have that one on my list as well. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I liked it for, you know, there is some, some scare to it. There's fantasy to it. Yeah. Um, it is just a. It is an all-around good movie to watch, and and for trying to watch something with maybe younger viewers who you don't want to get too scary. This, uh, I think this this kind of walks that line really well. Uh huh. It's got a great element of fantasy, um, and it is also one of the very early uh, appearances in film of Freddie Highmore. That is true. Uh, playing twins, no less. And I believe it also features the voice work of one Nick Nolte. Yeah, yeah, crazy stuff. Like people don't realize how, like how much good went into the Spiderwick Chronicles. It's a really, really good film, and it's it's just just scary enough with a yeah. really, really sweet make you cry ending. Absolutely. <laughs> take, take your geek point for the Nick Nolte reference. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so, so my first one's gonna be a, it's gonna be an, you know, of course, uh, movie, uh, Rocky, Rocky Horror Picture Show. There you go. Do we consider that family friendly? Oh, it is for my family. I think, yeah, it is for <laughs> mine too. I, I will give you that. <laughs> I, I, I did my, 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 both of my girls were were in diapers when they saw Rocky for the first time. Yeah, my kids are pretty little. The first time they saw Rocky with me, too. It was one of those, you know, come here, sit on my lap, watch this cool thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying to remember if there's anything particularly that comes to mind. Like, I'd go, ooh, but, uh, eh. In today's day and age? No. That's exactly, that's exactly what you're no. the, meh. They drop, they, 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 they drop one F-bomb. So, so it's a PG-13 movie. Okay. Underwear, un- underwear movie? I, I mean, they, they have underwear. There's. Yeah, like the seduction scene is a little suggestive, but it's almost so hidden that like your younger kids, it's going to go over their head. Right. It, it, it would be a PG-13 movie today. Yeah. Absolutely. I think absolutely it would be a PG-13 movie today. That's a good pick, though. I like that. Yeah, solid. Yeah, another one, I, I, I got I to gotta throw in Practical Magic. I have that one on my list as well. Um, Just because I, I'm surrounded by girls and I... <laughs> 
if that's not played sometime in October, we're, we're all just very upset. Something is very <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I, Practical Magic is one of my favorite films. Um, it's it's interesting because like as the as we're hitting into spooky season, uh, for those of you that are big TikTok people like I am, uh, the the song the music is starting to get used more and more. Of course, you know for TikToks and stuff. And every time I hear it, there is this just like complete mood shift. Like if you want me to smile, just put on Practical Magic the, the music. It it is so ingrained in me. The like that the happy witch in me loves everything about that so what you're saying is a little lime in the coconut <laughs> well definitely definitely the midnight margarita scene but like the actual like theme yeah. is is what really gets me but yeah i miss midnight margaritas even though i don't drink anymore like i would do virgin it's just a lime slushy but why not you know <laughs> mm, lime slushy right um i have cherry, one on my list very limeade slushy from there you go <laughs> Like, we don't even need the alcohol anymore. Just slushies at midnight. It's fine. We're all diabetics. It'll put us in a coma anyway. But, um, <laughs> I, I put this one on my list, not because I, I necessarily particularly love this film, because I feel like this film left a lot to be desired. But I think it's a fun film for younger kids um, before they develop real taste in movies. Uh, but Disney's Haunted Mansion debated yes. putting that one on the list i on my list i i batted it around a few times but uh there are others that came up that i did not put that on my list but it's it is again it's it's a, it's a solid film for for a younger audience um mm -hmm. it's it's interesting that it came out you know disney was at that point where they're like hmm, we did uh we did a we did a movie based off of pirates of the caribbean ride let's do one off the haunted mansion one of them led to what four more spinoffs and one died horribly yes <laughs> yeah it's it is not it uh, it's like i want to just go guys you i, it was I don't know what was going on but you could do better it was neither particularly scary nor particularly funny yeah it, it was just meh um <laughs> it was very meh but I, I think that it deserves just kind of, it's kind of an honorable mention. It's like, okay, we recognize that this is the, you know, that this is the Disney film and this is a, you know, little bit, little bit, little bit spooky. But yeah, you know, like I said, honorable mention status. So who goes next? I'll go next. Um, I, I put Coraline on yes. the list. Um, yes. Although family friendly. I teeter on that because that movie I saw that I was like twenties, thirties, and that was creepy. Um, but yeah, no, that is that I, I feel like that like maybe with the older kids. I mean, the younger kids are gonna see the interesting look of it, and they're just gonna you know that'll be enough. But it, for the older kids catching like the whole story, it's a good scare. Uh, and uh, so I, I put it on my list. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is definitely creepy. And I think if you if you have a kid that is super sensitive to creepy, it might not be the greatest film, or at least you should review it first before if you know you have a if your child is a little bit sensitive to stuff like that, it's it's right on the line between being okay for kids and not, because it is that creepy. Right. 
it's, um, it's you know it's a, it's based on a Neil Gaiman novella, um, and the the voice talents for it, while you know nothing like jumps out at you, it's you know Dakota Fanning, Terry Hatcher, Jennifer Saunders, Keith David, uh, John Hodgman, Ian McShane. I mean that, that's a star-studded voice cast doing a Neil Gaiman story, and but it is dark and sinister and but it's definitely become kind of a cult classic like a lot of people oh yeah you know and the same people that are you know attached to some of like the tim burton type stuff Mm -hmm. uh you know go for Coraline. and uh i happen to have the brother movie to Coraline. they're often associated together which is paranorman which was also on my list yay Paranorman is super cute. It is. It's definitely super cute. Yeah. It, I don't think it's as creepy. I don't think it's as scary as Coraline. No. No, no probably no. not. I don't, I yeah. Don't. It's hard to get creepier than that one without it not being a kid's film anymore. Uh, but Paranorman was cute and it was fun. Um, oh, yeah. And I thought, you know, the two of them kind of go together and they, they're often advertised together. Well, they're from the, uh, because, the same. Yeah. Yeah, they're from the same production people. Yep. Yep, yep. yep. All right, well, what do you got? Deep Cut, The Little okay. Vampire. Ooh. Ooh! I debated that one on my list off and on, but yes, that is such a great pull, Will. That is a cute one. Yeah, I debated it and didn't put it on my list, but you're right. It It's a good one. It's so it's cute. A cute. It's a cute little movie. It, it's, it's take Casper and mm-hmm. make it about vampires. Yeah. It's so I, I it, it's just one of those cute movies that it doesn't really matter. You can always put that on. All the kids will like that. Yeah, what year is that from? That's an old one, isn't it? Two thousand. Oh, okay. I apologize. Uh, I thought it was older than that. No, nope. came out to uh, late two thousand. Oh wow, okay. That movie's able to drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm also going to go with Dracula, the original 1931 Bela Lugosi. Nice. Uh, in this day and age, not scary at all. No, definitely not scary at all. And also, I think if you're a family that is going to introduce your kids to spooky movies, I think it's a rite of passage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a rite of passage for the, all the universal monsters anyway. I, yes. I was I was going to say, you know, uh, I didn't put it on there on my, my family watch list, but I think you can do uh, the the 34 James Whale Frankenstein with with kids. And, you know, I think it's perfectly, perfectly fine for for that sort of viewing. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it, especially if you show a kid that the if you have a kid that is showing an interest uh, in that kind of stuff, all of those old, old Hollywood Silver Age uh horrors that Dracula and Frankenstein and and Wolfman and all of these crazy uh you know typical monster movies. Don't forget the mummy. The mummy. I think I think and I could be wrong, but I think that the the Boris Karloff the mummy was probably my indoctrination. I think that was the first one my parents showed me when I was probably too young, but yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, what better time to show a scary movie to a kid than when they are definitely too young? Yeah, you got to create those neural pathways young, so you make sure they're just as screwed up as you. 
<laughs> but uh, I like that. The original Dracula is a really good one. Absolutely. Uh, uh, if we go into uh, the realm of uh, Tim Burton, uh, one of my favorites that people debate as to whether or not this is a Halloween film. I think it gets lumped in because it's a Tim Burton film and it's actually like more of a, it's, I think it's actually more of a Christmas film, but I think it's one of those that crosses over a lot like Nightmare is uh, Edward Scissorhands. Yes. Good, good pull. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to, I don't remember the connection in it to Christmas. I know there was a very distinct winter connection. Um, because it was the whole snowing thing and like they were in this perfect little like town and then he made it snow and it was like this big deal. Um, but I don't, I don't, I need to watch it again. It's been a while since I've watched it. That's but I think point. it's a fun, you know, just anything Tim Burton is usually going to be fun for the for spooky season. Yeah. And, and again, it's, you know, it's scary-ish, but it's not, um, not overly so. And it actually tells a really sweet, really heartwarming story about acceptance and being different and stuff like that that's super relevant today. Absolutely. What else you guys got? Um, I have Coco. Um, yeah! The, the I did, Disney, did I? The Disney, Disney Plus uh, movie, um, especially being that, you know, Halloween and the Day of the Dead are, are so, you know, close to each other, you know, both calendar wise, you know, and in, you know, kind of origin, uh, you know, it, it, it fits. Uh, and I think it's good for, you know, making adults cry and yes. uh, kids will like the, the interesting looks and everything. So it is a beautiful cry. film. It is a really, really like just a visually absolutely stunning film. The, the story is really sweet and yes, we'll, definitely make you cry and it's one of those films true to disney's form it is one of those films where there's something in it for every age group mm -hmm. and it hits every age group a little differently i've seen it all the kids have seen it but i have not seen it you, you should you should uh you should see it I, I think you would really enjoy it it is more than meets the eye transformers <laughs> a little bit uh but yeah, I think there's a lot more to it. Hmm? You have my attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, 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 it is not just the story of a little boy, you know, fooling around on the Day of the Dead. It is, uh, it is about family and honoring family and how important that is and how important it is not to forget those that have come before us. And it's, it's, I mean, I can't, I can't talk about it. I'm already like tearing up. Like mm -hmm. I can't even like, it's, it's so beautiful. And it's about looking at our elders and remembering that they were young once and that they fell in love and that they lived adventures, you know, and all of those things. And it's just, it's such a beautiful film. I highly recommend it. I will watch it with you. I will watch it with you and cry on your chest. It's fine. I'll do it. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good time. Woo! Uh, I'm going to go old school. Go! The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Yes! <gasps> yes! I love you. Yes! That is, oh my god. 
I didn't even think to put that one on my list. So old school. It's just a fun little movie it is. It really is. Oh, yeah. That's that's another one that's been a while since I've watched. And, and it was interesting when I when I lived in New York, um, I, I many a time drove through or stopped in Sleepy Hollow. Wow. Oh, yeah. I've never been. Yep. It is. Uh, yeah. It's like you get there and it's like, this is Sleepy Hollow. All right. Time to leave. <laughs> Not much to it or is it that creepy? Uh, well, I mean... I can't say there's not much to it. There, there's, there's a bit there. I, I didn't get to explore it properly. But the couple times I stopped in Sleepy Hollow, it was at night. Okay. And, you know, just lingering in the back of my mind, you know, as a Hessian trooper with the, you know, burning head going to throw it at me. So I, had, I just pulled up pictures of it because I don't remember, mm-hmm. like, other than, like, movie stuff. And it's really beautiful. But I can see how at night, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, also, one of the f- places where I remember I stopped. We stopped there one time, and uh, I saw wild turkeys. Is that an uncommon thing in New York? Um, well, in the city, definitely. Okay, um, that's fair. I would hope, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, but but just like because like I've seen turkeys, but they're usually like you know. I, like at petting zoos I've seen they've had where they have you know domesticated turkeys these are wild turkeys and you see them like along the side of the road and, and just wandering about just dinner hanging out huh you know what they are the, the wild variant is uh, uh, thinner and um, I'm gonna probably guess not as tasty as, uh, as as the one that ends up on the Thanksgiving table oh I imagine they don't they don't get fattened up quite the same Nope. But now I want to go to Sleepy Hollow. I'm putting that on my bucket list. Okay. <laughs> That's a good pull. And then uh, Mr. Toad is... Mr. Toad. I, I was the little... I was the weird little girl that liked Mr. Toad, and nobody understood why. But I Do guess you... knowing me, that's kind of par for the course. <laughs> Do you remember the... Okay. Yeah. Do you remember the Mr. Toad ride at Disney World? Yes, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. That was like my favorite ride. I used to get scared when you, you know, during the ride when you'd end up in hell. That was scary. Like for a little kid, that was like, whoa. What is it now? Uh, I believe that is the Winnie the Pooh ride. That was much fun. No. Yeah, no. I loved Mr. Toad. I love the adventures of Mr. Toad. I love the, the Ichabod and Mr. Toad is just incredibly cute. I had to look up the cover. I didn't remember what the cover of it looked like. So cute. Good pull. Good pull. I like that one. Mr. Toad. There was a song. I don't remember the song. Um, okay. I have... Uh, let's see. Um, again, keeping with the, the Tim Burton, because, you know, that's my jam. Uh, Corpse Bride. I think it like, almost goes without saying. Yep, that was on my list yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those where it's like, yeah, check. Uh, the other one, actually, that I think is a whole lot of fun that doesn't get enough attention, um, and I think it's it's one of those things where it's actually a little hard for me to watch sometimes, uh, is Frankenweenie. Also on my list. Agreed. It, and it, it is. It's hard to watch. 
it is i'm not crazy right like it's it's like i can watch people all day long get you know dismembered but you hit a dog and no it's not okay i was making you think of earlier when we were watching uh netflix uh what was it sex education mm-hmm. and the uh <laughs> that the, the opening to that episode with the microwave that was awful we're not talking about that that was horrible i can't believe that was like dear this show that was unnecessary <laughs> this, is, this is gonna be a different show <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, Frank and Winnie's really sweet, and it's really cute, and it's incredibly hard to watch, but it's also something that, like, as kids, a lot of us, you know, had some dealings with, and if you've had pets in your life, we've all had to deal with. Absolutely. So, we're not going to talk about that because I'm going to get depressed. Um, um, maybe maybe don't watch that one. I don't know. No, well, I mean, watch it. I mean, it's it's... Again, I think it's one of those that needs to come with the stipulation that if you have a child that is particularly sensitive, maybe review it first. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, who's next? I have the original Adams Family uh, with Raul Julia and Angelica Houston. uh, Hell yeah! Um, I have that one as well. You can watch that anytime. Yeah, it it is. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a good. You know, I one I grew up a fan of the Adams family. Uh, John Aston, uh, and I forget anybody else who's on the show's name at the moment. That's um, okay. You know, I grew up watching you know reruns of that, and you know, so when they said, "Oh, we're going to be doing a Adams family movie," I was kind of excited by that. And uh-huh. uh, that first movie did not disappoint. It was very cute. And Will's right. You could watch The Addams Family any damn time. I remember right. coming home from school and like on Saturdays on a regular basis and watching The Addams Family. I was fascinated with uh, Morticia. <laughs> she just. Yes. Um, and, and my mother very often, my mom like me has gone through like phases of, of uh, being very thin or, or very heavy, you know, back and forth. And when she was in her thin days, she, I, I can't tell you the amount of times that she went for, uh, uh, for Halloween as Morticia because she had that tall, lanky, like my mom was five foot ten, you know, and, and had that when she grew her hair out, had that jet black hair and all that. And I just thought that Morticia was the coolest thing. She was my favorite. Who is your favorite of, of the Adams Family characters? Oh, I think, I, I think for me, it was always, uh, I like Cousin It. Okay. I just like, like how he showed up and it was always something weird and crazy and you know, he never really knew what he was saying, but Gomez did and that's all I needed to know. <laughs> yeah, you would think with my hair fetish cousin it would have been it for me. What about you, Will? Who was your favorite on the Adams family? I, I, I want to be Gomez, but I'm 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 Fester. <laughs> I want to be Gomez, but I'm I'm Fester. I don't know. I've seen you move. You can move like Gomez when you want to. <laughs> I said, I want to be Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm to be real, I think <laughs> Maybe a, a little of both, depending on the mood. <laughs> we danced a babushka. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to keep going with my trend of going old school and deep cut. 
Yes, please. Uh, something wicked this way comes. Ooh. Yes, Bradbury all the way, man. Oh, 1983. Ooh. That movie uh, terrified me legitimately as a kid. Yes. Yeah. If, if you have the more sensitive of the children's, you may want you. No, not may. Watch this before you let them watch this. Yeah. Because um, this can get. Uh, wow. This can get. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, you can't go wrong with Jason Robards and Jonathan Price. And, Pam Greer. I mean, really? Just yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Just and, and for a Disney movie, do not do not get sucked in by the fact that it is a Disney movie. Uh-huh. Uh, this is early 80s. We don't care about your feelings, Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> um this is, not... this is this is pre this is pre uh pre-political correctness where we just don't give a damn. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I was told a bit of trivia a long time ago, and now I'm having to Google it because I'm not sure if it's true or not. Um, but I was told at some point that Ray Bradbury is one of the f- was the first and one of the few people that has ever won a lawsuit against Disney because of something wicked this way comes. Mm. I don't remember all the details, but it had something to do. Uh, it had something to do with the interpretation that they had taken some licenses that Bradbury did not agree with. Um, and he took legal action, but it did not take the movie out of circulation. Uh, but he, I remember something about that he did get some compensation for it. But the movie itself, regardless of its, and we know this now, and I think these days it's kind of a given that the book is not always the same. Um, and regardless of, of, I mean, the book is incredible. If you're a reader, please read the book. Uh, but the movie was was amazing. Did I uh, silence everyone again? Nope. Sorry. Nope. It's fine. We're. I'm. I'm still trying to wrap my head around trying to remember the lawsuit because uh, it does not. It doesn't ring a bell, but it's not. That doesn't mean anything. <clears throat> um, but yeah, if you got if you got more sensitive kids. Uh, Give give it a peek before you have them sit down and watch it because it can get a little wonky. Yeah, it is. It's intense. It's super super intense, and it draws you in. Like you, it's one of those movies that you really do kind of like. The rest of the world goes away, and you get sucked into it. Yep, Dawson's a good one. Uh, uh. Okay. Well, if we're gonna go Adam's family, we have to go to the Munsters, right? Of course. Of course. Were you guys like me and got them mixed up as a kid, or did you know the difference right away? Nope, knew the difference. Yeah, no, that was a, that was an easy one to. I mean, just the, the 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 theme songs was was enough to catch you. Yeah, like you know, when, once it was on, I knew what it was. But sometimes I got when I was little, I would get them mixed up. But I mean, mm. now it's just yeah, the the cast just holy cow. The the absolutely beautiful Lavanda Carlo and Fred Gwynn and Al Lewis and goodness gracious. Al Lewis, really, the guy um, who picked picked up a role and ran with it as his personality for years right. and years <laughs> and years to come. Yeah, he just became grandpa, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. I mean you would still like they were you he was there were advertisements for stuff 
I remember seeing and it was, you know, hey, it's Grandpa Al Lewis. And it was like, wow, he's still just okay. Yep. He found his calling and that was it. Um, and of course, the Munsters, if we're going to mention the Munsters, they are heralded for being one of the very early television shows that dealt with subjects of equality. True. You know, one of the most famous uh, quotes of, of, you know, talking about tolerance and equality came from, from the Munsters. It has relevance today. Absolutely. Yep. And I isn't, weren't we talking recently, wasn't uh, Rob Zombie doing a Munsters remake or reboot? Yes. Or... Yes. Yeah. He's he's doing hired, something. Was hired to write and direct uh, a Munsters movie, which will receive theatrical release while being streamed on the Peacock. So, yeah. I'm real curious about this one. Because he has made no real indication as to what direction he's taking it in. I thought I saw something somewhere that said like he was going, he was going to be going a bit, leaning into a bit of the, uh, the camp. Did he? Okay. Uh, I just pulled this up. Uh, Rob Zombie's The Munsters movie is confirmed with an official logo. The classic 60s styles of wholesome family sitcom received a monstrous makeover with the original Munsters TV show, which aired for two seasons. Uh, I guess there was a couple, a couple reboots that they've tried to do through the years. Uh, most recently was a TV reboot called Mockingbird Lane that aired one special, but was never picked up the series. Damn it. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, it's, so it's going to be a film. Right. I'll take that. Uh, yeah. The cast is uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips as Herman Munster, Sherry Moon Zombie as Lily Munster. Shock. I know. <laughs> but Dan Roebuck, George Garcia, Richard Brake, and Cassandra Elvira Peterson also in the cast. Wow. Zombie says in his Instagram post that he's been trying to make a Munsters movie for 20 years. So obviously this is a big passion project for him. So cool. I'd imagine with that cast, uh, especially with having Elvira's involved with it, probably going more campy humor campy. than I would um, hope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the whole point of it is the camp. If you take the camp out, it's no fun. Then watching Herman, you know, dismember someone so that Lily can have a you know some blood to drink. I mean, you know, you could do that campy too, which I would not have put past Rob Zombie. But True. cool, cool. All right, I want I want another Will deep cut. Uh, another Will deep cut. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um... I see. I don't know if this is family friendly or not. Okay, go for it. Oh, hell, I'm going to go for it. Uh, any of the Crypt Keepers? Mm. That's you know what? That's a really interesting, really interesting question because to me, the Crypt Keeper stuff is very family because I watched it with my dad. That's one of the the really awesome memories I have of my dad is sneaking down late at night after I'd been put to bed. My mom was asleep to watch monster movies and stuff with my dad. And one of them was the Crypt Keeper. I, I think if you're going with like, Tales the, from the Crypt. yeah, if you're going with the tales from the crypt for, for the series, the HBO series, I think maybe a bit more family friendly, but like that they make like one or two standalone movies. The one that sticks on my head is Bordello of Blood. Yes. Um, starring Dennis Miller. 
Now, see, I, re- I remember watching this on, on like, broadcast television. Oh, so they would like, have yes. Friday night at, like, midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Right. There was a heavily broadcast. There was, a, there was yep. a heavily edited syndicated version, just like they did a heavily edited syndicated version of The Sopranos a few years after that. Um, but like what actually aired on HBO sometimes crossed the line with some, you know, some nudity, some, you know, some non-broadcast standard words. Ah, see, I guess I always watched the like you, I watched the the broadcast stuff. Right. Um, I kind of I kind of put it as it was a a creepy MST3K. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's how that is how I always looked at Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, and it still kind of was with with, um, you know, with what was on HBO, but it was just you might get a boob. You might get a, you know, a couple shits and dams and maybe a hell. Uh, I don't think I remember like a full F word being dropped, but but yeah, I mean, but then I mean, if we're going to go there, uh, Tales from the Dark Side and. Twilight Zone, Monsters, all yeah. those shows. Yep. My favorite, I think it was, I think it might have been Monsters, where it's like, like this old couple is trying to boil people in their hot tub. Oh, yeah. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I think that was Monsters. And that one, that one made me, that one made me hesitant about going into hot tubs for a little bit. <laughs> so, so I noticed we, there's one film we have not mentioned on our family friendly film list. Okay. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Because it's an obvious choice. It's on, it's the very top of it's my list. It's the first list. one. Right. <laughs> it's the very first one I put on my list. Strangely enough, um, that wasn't the first one I put on mine. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't really think you need to say anything. You know, it, it's it is. It is. And <laughs> and it works for both Halloween and Christmas, so Yes. You just watch it the entire, like, from the beginning of October to the end of December. Take that hocus pocus. <laughs> um, along those lines of it's kind of a duh, uh, but um, Beetlejuice. I kept going back and forth. I mean, I think I might have that on my, no, I didn't put that on my, my scary one. Um, but I kept going back and forth because of the. I don't know, like, some of the humor in it was a little, a little adult, but. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that it falls into that. It's Right, know your kids, for one, and two, I think it's perceived differently by kids than it is by adults. You know, there's stuff, there's stuff that's going to go over kids' heads that the adults are going to catch, you know, and it's one of those movies that makes it fun to watch stuff with your kids because you're both entertained but for different reasons yeah you know because i can never hear deo again without <laughs> nope <laughs> nope also sometimes i get very scared when i see a uh, a, a shrimp cocktail presentation <laughs> uh, come on there's there's nothing wrong with a face hugger <laughs> no they love you they hug you it's all fine but <laughs> Oh, that's another list. That's a whole different list. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm going to wrap my, my family friendly one with, with a favorite of mine, uh, Young Frankenstein. 
Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That's, yeah, that is, that's a big favorite. I can't count the number of times I have seen that damn movie. Like, I've worn out tapes. I've watched it on a the, the VHS player in a uh, hospital sonogram room. <laughs> that's wow, something that's not true. everybody can say. I'm seriously going to win this? Okay. <laughs> um, my dad had this on the original Laserdisc. Nice. Yes, so did we. <laughs> oh, my God. The one that had the plastic cover that you had to put in and take out and then put in and flip and put back in? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep, that was one of the few ones we had. We had, like, just, like, this block of just, like, classics on on laser disc like we had you know raid uh, blade runner and later raiders of the lost ark and and uh young frankenstein and like about it was oh yeah that's the shit yeah you totally win <laughs> you have anything um, else on your family friendly list Kayla? i do i do i have a couple more uh okay. I'll, I'll run through here um we can talk about uh of course this one is in honor of will because i know it's one of his favorites uh, and we talked about it before, but it always deserves to be talked about again, which is Casper. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Love me some Casper. Um, and I mean, you know, that was, that was Christina Ricci, right? Yes. Yes, oh, who yeah. also eventually played Wednesday Adams. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, Casper is one of my favorites as well. Uh, there's another duh, of course, which is Ghostbusters. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Fun, oh, go fun ahead. Fact on the, fun fact on Casper. Yes. The Crypt Keepers and Casper. You see? Yep. I don't. Why do I not? Oh, they were watching it on TV or something, right? Nope. He appears in the bathroom mirror. Really? I don't remember that. I got to go back and check that out. That's super cool. Yay for tying stuff together. I want that house. Good Lord, I want that house. <laughs> um. Okay. So the last ones I have are. For our our younger, um, younger, younger, that are definitely very family friendly and not too spooky. Uh, and again, I talked about this one before on the last show, uh, Halloween Town and Halloween Town Two. Yep. Um, both Good awesome fun. films. Totally a lot of fun. Really enjoyed those, and I will watch those anytime. Um, and then, if you have not seen it, this is the cutest damn little movie, uh, the Hufflepuff, the Heffalump Halloween. I can't even say it. Uh, the Heffalump Halloween special is 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 it's a Winnie the Pooh. It is so stinking cute. If you have like toddler just a little above, and you want to do something uh, as as Disney has put it, not so scary Halloween, uh, the Heffalump movie is. Just precious, and I will watch that with anyone anytime. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's uh, I think that's, that's all on my I'm checking, but I think that's all on my family friendly list. Uh, and I have awesome. I have all of these written down so we can publish our whole list. You are awesome. I should really make sure I have my list back together then because did you have anything else on yours that we have not mentioned? No, no, that is okay. Because I was adding to this list even the ones that I didn't have, so I've got everybody's in one spot. Okay. Hey, so take your, take your geek point. Yeah. Thank you. So then, I think we can move to the scarier stuff. The scarier stuff. 
Okay, so we talked about this. How are we doing this? Because there's a lot of genres when it comes to the scary stuff. Are we just going to throw them out there? Yeah, I, I think throw them I, out I there. Think, I think Umbrella works very well. I don't think you need to separate it into, you know, thriller, jump scare, horror. I, I, I think, you know, the, the, the horror Umbrella will work just fine. Okay, I'm cool with that. Who wants to go first? My I list go. is incredibly short because I don't watch horror movies. Okay, well we'll go with we'll go with yours first. Uh, I, I'll 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 start with uh, uh, I got to go with the very first horror movie I ever watched, Night of the Living Dead. The 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 George Romero. Yep, That's slow zombies scared the absolute living piss out of me for a couple of years. How <laughs> old were you when you watched it? Do you remember? Four or five. Uh huh. That's why you don't watch horror <laughs> movies. That, no, I have a very vivid imagination, and I don't need help. Okay, I can attest to the imagination. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, cranny black and white ass movie mm-hmm. that today is looked at as a comedy, but when you're you know four or five year old Will sitting in a dark bedroom, it terrifies oh. the piss out of you. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. The, the, from that scene, there's always that, there's that one where the guy's like, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, my God. Mm. And the thing about the thing about the Night of the Living Dead, because it was shot the way it was shot and it's so old, it's almost found footage ish. Yeah. Which is makes it even more creepy. Yeah, it. I think that was kind of the feel that they were trying to get with the Blair Witch Project, but failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, the Blair Witch Project just pissed me off. We'll we'll talk about that another time. We're not even putting that one on this list. Screw you, Blair Witch. <laughs> I almost I almost put the the first one on this list. I mean, it was scary. Well, I'll, I'll I'll give them that, but it just oh, there were mm. okay. Mm-hmm. So you guys know how I have this thing about when people take pagan practices and make them evil yes and it's not done in like a lighthearted way that's what that's why Blair Witch pissed me off and I have like this this chip on my shoulder about it that I can't get rid of because of that because it takes something that is people's legitimate faiths and make people afraid of them and that just makes me mad and that's why I was like no you guys suck anyhow but neither living dead what's your first one Joe uh, my first one, uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, 1984, Wes Craven. Yep, that was so, mine, too. That that would have been mine, because that was, like, the first thing that came to mind. The entire franchise. I mean, the, the entire franchise, I, I, I have to admit, I did not see the reboot one with uh, uh, that they did a few years back. Um, I liked it. I don't care what anybody says. Jason and I watched it, and I really, it, it was well done. I thought it was cool. I, I, don't I, come I really for me. Have... I know somebody's going to be pissed that I said that, but. <laughs> I, I, I want to watch it so I can, you know, make, make my own informed decision. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I, the first one in particular, that, that, that whole concept, um, the franchise, you know, uh, kind of went goofy here and there. and. You know, kind of lost a little bit of the horror for 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 going more with the comedy, but 
You know, it's weird because Nightmare on Elm Street always had a bit of a comedy element yeah, to yes. it. Yeah, no, it it always did. It was just the um like the amount of the comedy uh, as the up until like a new nightmare, like the comedy almost started getting like to the point where it was there wasn't. I didn't really feel it was scary so much as you know what goofy ways is he going to try to kill the you know the children now true true it did get pretty campy for a little while yeah um i'm i am i am a fan of his in in general as an actor as a person uh the fact that he was a skater robert england yes uh like i just think that he's he's an interesting dude there's also another guy who has gotten a role and kind of made that his gimmick for yeah yeah but you know if somebody gave me that much money to play that character for the rest of my life i'd kind of be okay with it oh yeah no no no. i'm, I'm not <laughs> knocking him he you know you know you you get that opportunity you you take it and run with it mm-hmm. yeah yeah i just think he's an interesting guy um so yeah yeah that entire entire franchise uh what else you got will uh, again, I'm going to have to go old school. The Exorcist. Uh-huh. Definitely. Yep. That yep. is on my list. It is one of the... <clears throat> it, it's it's a cornerstone. Yes. Yeah. If, if yeah. you like any of the, the current string of the any of these slash, you know, the exorcism of, what was it, Mary Rose, or, you know, it all pretty much jumps at from The Exorcist. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you have a, a, a teenager that has shown an interest in horror, start them with the classics. Absolutely. That's an, it's another one of those films, though, where, like, the first one, great. And then the sequels. You know, that's one that I can say I have not seen the sequels. Yeah, it's, I, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I mean, I, I understand. It's money. We're making money. That movie made a lot of money on a pretty small budget. Let's 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 keep going. But uh, mm. yeah, okay. Well, if we're gonna go cornerstones, you guys can tell me whether or not you think this is a cornerstone. I think it is. Uh, is uh, the base motel? Uh, Psycho. Psycho. Yep. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think you know that is uh, that is quintessential horror movie. Uh, you know, just directed by Alfred Hitchcock. I mean, you're, please. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a Hitchcock film, so it's right there. It's definitely a pillar. Um, and honestly, if you have a chance to check out the more recent series with Freddie Highmore, coming back to Freddie Highmore, he, he started with young creepy movies and grew up to older creepy movies. Uh, it's a series, and it's very good. Yeah, oh yeah, that was... Uh... That was that was like they did so much right with that series, yeah. Um, and and not just I mean the acting is stunning in it, um, but they like use the environmental elements of it, like the the location to just they told a really good story uh, yeah. with that series. It it's it is it is. I feel like it's directly connected. Like they took. Uh, the original Psycho, and just went, okay, we are going to stay with this and just build on top of it and make it more and tell you more of the story. And and it was just it's so cool. And Freddie Highmore, 
does like creepy scary very well <laughs> for as sweet and innocent and wonderful and intelligent and everything that he is as a human being all he's got to do is lower his head and pick his eyes up and you go whoa <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay what else we got yeah uh, i have poltergeist oh the reason i'm afraid of clowns i was already afraid of clowns before uh before it um but i uh i have a particular i mean it's a scary movie don't get me wrong and much like will watching night of the living dead at a at an inappropriately young age i was watching this movie at an inappropriately young age with my parents yep uh and at the scene where the tree is bashing against the window uh the three of us were sitting on a love seat in our family room uh, and the cover to the air conditioning unit above us, because we had like a wall mounted window banger. Oh no. Fell off the wall. Oh no. And onto the three of us. And uh, yeah, you never saw three people fly off of a seat, off of a love seat so quick and turn on oh. all the lights. Oh my goodness. Wow. That's, yeah. that's not okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah that's uh that that that's my that's my my experience so yeah it was uh it was a little yeah never gonna forget that one no 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 <laughs> uh it definitely was is, is stuck there uh but yeah it's uh I that's know, almost it's... as bad as my frog story <laughs> but it is Your... a... wait 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 your frog story my frog story. <laughs> um, so speaking of movies that we saw way too young uh, and was going to be my next thing to add anyway, uh, was the Alien movies. Absolutely. Um, now, the original Alien came out in 1979. Okay, so I was four. Now, I don't think that I saw it exactly when i came out i think i was about six when my mother in her infinite wisdom and i believe this one's on laserdisc <laughs> decided that it was the right time for me to see alien because it's sci-fi what could be so bad about letting a six-year-old see okay. yeah so i'm terrified um i don't know if i even made it through the whole movie the first time uh but it it traumatized me so then um and i don't know if i've told this story on the show before or not but uh so little six-year-old me and i was petite when i was when i was little uh was helping my mother take some groceries out to we had a detached garage in the the back of the the backyard uh that my, was my mother's uh pottery studio and we had an extra fridge out there for like if we were having parties or whatever so i was helping my mother carry some stuff out and i had you know hands full of bags and do to do innocent little girl walking out with her mother and mom opened the door and went to flip on the light and a what seemed extremely large for my tiny six-year-old face tree frog jumped and landed directly on my face. Yikes. <laughs> Pause for dramatic effects. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny. 
I scream, and this is like, it's night, too, like, it's dark. I scream my bloody head off. My mother thinks it's absolutely hysterical. She's standing, like, a couple of feet away from me laughing. Thanks, Mom. Um, <laughs> and she eventually decides that I've had enough trauma uh, and, you know, just kind of, like, nudges the frog, and it jumps off my face. Good Lord. I mean, the poor frog. But, <laughs> so, oh, yeah, face... Yeah, so facehuggers were a very real thing for me for a very long time. And needless to say, I was terrified of frogs for a really long time. I understand that. Yeah. Um, but oddly enough, somewhere in my mid-20s, it reversed. And I went from being terrified of the alien movies and barely being able to watch them to absolutely loving and adoring them and can't get enough of them not sure what happened there like maybe i just got old enough to no longer be afraid of it or whatever found the humor uh in it and and went back and started watching the alien movies and just absolutely fell in love um you know and i mean like every one of them and you can pick all the you know like you can pick three apart and da -da -da and whatever and the only thing about resurrection that sucks is the very last scene um <laughs> As compared to the, the main issue with three is, you know, the very first scene credits. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was I was really, really pissed that uh, that they took out Newt. Um, but I in get it. Yeah. In the fucking credits before the movie even started, they took her out. Her and um, Hicks. But overall, the franchise is amazing. I, I, you know, I mean, the Xenomorphs are, are based on one of the most incredible artists to ever live. You know, I mean, Geiger's work is is just I, I've been mesmerized with his work for most of my life, um, you know, it, which would in odd juxtaposition to being scared of the movie at the same time was still enamored by his artwork. I'm a weird kid. Um, but yeah, so the Alien series. I've rendered them silent again. No, no, I do this a, a lot. Good, no, it was a good. It's a good poll. Um, and, you know. Hey, I take think... a geek point for the, uh, the, the... <laughs> thank you <laughs> um and i and i think all around people recognize that uh the first uh, alien the uh w was definitely a um horror movie versus say aliens which is more of an action movie action sci-fi yeah yep uh, fuck you prometheus was good i liked it i i only have three left so Okay, we'll get a few in between before we get okay. to your... What do you got, Joe? Uh, I have The Lost Boys. Yes! Uh, some good mid-80s vampire, teenage vampire uh, stuff going on there. Uh, definitely, definitely. I mean, there are, are particular scenes in that that uh, definitely trip the, uh, the, the horror, uh, but solid solid vampire movie um 1987 what? yeah well, uh, how old what? were you did you see it when it came out uh i might not have seen it when it came out i probably like when it aired on whatever cable uh like showtime or hbo whatever we had so probably uh, 1990 91 maybe mm -hmm. i made it solidly into my teens like into my early teens before I had seen it. And I remember some friend or another being like, what you haven't seen the lost boys. What's wrong with you? And sitting me down and making me watch the lost boys. And you know, the rest is history. Absolutely. But 
Will, did you manage to see that one? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. To answer fair. the question, what is wrong with me? Lots. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we don't have that sort of time on the show, so. <laughs> no. Nor do you have enough letters behind your name, sir. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I put this one on the list, and, and and it's one of those where I'm I'm willing to open the debate to whether or not it counts for for a scary movie or not. Okay. The Silence of the Lambs. Oh. Hmm. Um. It falls under the umbrella, so I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah, I, I there. I, it, what comes to mind, especially like I remember the first time I watched it. I I watched it on tape at my uncle's house. Uh, and I might have been watching it alone. Oh boy! Um, in his little TV room that he had, and uh, yeah, uh, I don't remember sleeping well that night. Uh, just, just it was you know, from top from from beginning to end, just a very scary you know idea. And again, it wasn't that anybody had supernatural powers or was a you know dream walking undead being or anything like that it was like these this is like people doing terrible things to other people and and if it just had enough reality to it to uh really bury into the brain see i have a very different and this this might be telling about me as a person but y'all know me well enough at this point um but i have a very different experience with sounds of the limbs um because i picked up the book first without ever knowing that there were movies of it. I think, if I'm thinking of the timeline correctly, it was probably after Manhunter was filmed, um, but I had no idea that it existed. And I picked up the book on... My parents used to like to take these big driving trips. My family from Michigan. So we would go from South Florida all the way to Michigan in the car. Um, I don't know why, but we would. And so I picked up this book at like a rest stop or something. And I fell into the romanticism of it. I know that's screwed up, but reading it and, and the book is, I mean, Thomas Harris is such an incredible writer and, and the book really kind of pulled you into these details of the interactions between, between Clarice and Hannibal. Um, and I mean, like the Buffalo Bill story was crazy and weird and, and like something that, I mean, I think I was maybe 13 when I picked it up and, and like something I had never even thought of before. And I got caught up in, in the romantic notions of it and the kind of like the fact that like Hannibal Lecter only eats, like as he puts it, he only eats the rude, you know? So there was like somewhere in my brain, I was able to disconnect and be like, oh, well, I'm a nice person, and I would never get in his way. So he has no reason to come after me, so I'm not scared. You know? Okay, I know, I'm weird. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, it just, and then when I finally did see the movie, they did such a good job of, of putting forward that push-pull and that quid pro quo between the two of them, and I was already so fascinated with it that I forgot to be scared. Fair. That's, that's a very good... I like that. Have you seen the film? Uh, I have. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's where I was coming from with that. And then I got so obsessed with the Thomas Harris books, with the whole series, that I ended up reading... Uh, I went back and read uh, Red Dragon 
Um, and then shortly after uh, I really got into the rest of the books, he started writing again. Um, and he wrote Hannibal and Hannibal Rising. And just, oh my God, if you're into this kind of stuff and you have not read this entire series, please do. And it's actually really good on audiobook, too. Um, but yeah, there was just so much, you know, so much psychology and like being someone that is really into like the psychology of humans and how humans are so incredibly twisted and how we can be pushed so far by our passions and desires. It was just so cool the way he portrayed and, and wrote the, the character of Hannibal and Clarice's interactions with him and, and all of that stuff. Um, and I've always been a fan of uh, like the, the criminal minds and the NCISs and stuff like that. And this has, this is kind of the basis for a lot of that because there was a lot of very mm -hmm. minute detective work that she did throughout it. You know, the smell of the hand lotion on the letter, you know, and stuff like that that was so like, oh, wow, that's really, really detailed and really intimate from very far away. I'll shut up now. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm agreeing with you. I think coming, coming at it, though, from like seeing the movie before seeing the books, and it's like, yeah, he only eats the root, but he slaughters people, you know, willy-nilly and in very pretty graphic ways. Yeah, I mean, they got in his way. Just don't get in his way. You'll be fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I put that on the list. It was my... <laughs> um... Okay, I'm flying off the cuff here because I made so much of a point of doing the family one that uh, I did not do as much my fault uh, for the... Because I was also debating like all of the genres and whatnot, and I got my head about it. Um, so, of course, we have to talk about the obvious Halloween. Which one? Which one? Huh? Which one? Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> no, no, the Halloween movies, honestly, I was never a huge fan of. But they're considered quintessential when you're talking about Halloween films. Uh, I, I'm going to have to beg to differ on the whole series being quintessential. Okay. Uh, there's a little, little film uh, called, I believe, Halloween 3, uh, Season of the Witch, as, I, as I'm trying to remember. Um, that is terrible and has no relation to the movies uh the the previous two movies yes see halloween three season of the witch um there's no michael myers there's no anybody it's it's just bad as i recall and i think i've only seen the movie probably once um it it took on like um very campy almost grown-up Halloween Town type story. Am I remembering that correctly? Um, a little bit in that, like, it was, there was a, it, it kind of starts drifting into the science fiction and, like, the, the, there's, a, like, the, the masks, the Halloween masks start turning people uh, evil and stuff. Right, uh, like you turn into what you're dressed up as, sort of. Something like that. And it was just, it was just really bad. They did an episode like that on Buffy. Yeah. But <laughs> it, 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 one of those where it's like, how did, how did this get called Halloween as it didn't have Michael Myers in it? Yeah. There was, it was no, there was no connection to Michael Myers. That's interesting. 
um the the story behind why it it doesn't um is when the studios uh wanted a third halloween film uh john carpenter and deborah hill were like mm, we don't know and uh they said they would they'd agree to participate in the project only if it wasn't a, a direct sequel to halloween 2 which meant there would be no michael myers in it um but yeah it was just not good Okay, so is there a particular Halloween movie that you think embodies what it should be or takes it? Like, is it just the first one for you? Or are I there others the first, in the series? The first two. Okay, that's fair. The first fair. two, uh, I think, really, really do uh, a good job um, of telling the whole the whole story. Okay, uh, so the Kirk mask era. Yeah. I, I, I just, at a certain point, it's like... I don't know. They, they, you know, it, it's sort of like the first uh, Friday the 13th where, like, spoiler alert, Jason isn't the killer. You don't see Jason until the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's his mom. Uh, but it's, you know, it's like the first, like I said, the first two kind of tell it. And then from like four on, it's just, it, it gets to the point where it's like, you know, He's an unkillable killing machine or something of that nature. And it's just like, mm. yeah, I don't know. To me, it kind of became the same thing over and over again until Jason X. And that was just fucking funny. Is that the one where he goes to space? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the girl in the sleeping bag up against the tree with the squeaky noises. <laughs> Dumb, but funny. Um, but a lot, I mean, there's a lot of people that hail the, the, Freddy, Michael, Jason trilogy as like the the faces of of Halloween horror. I mean, for you know, for the 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 late seventies through you know into the nineties, yeah, they were definitely you know the 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 three faces of slasher horror. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. The slasher horror. Yeah. Yep. You know throw in you know a little texas chainsaw massacre and you know you've you've got that one you know what we need to talk about that texas chainsaw massacre scared the ever-loving shit out of me as an adult oh yeah i didn't yeah i didn't see that one until i was probably in my late 20s early 30s and like knowing that will doesn't like horror movies makes me not even want to talk about that one <laughs> Like it's so fucked up. Bad. Um, and then you know, of course, Rob Zombie had to get a hold of it. Uh, I mean, he got a hold of. He did two Halloween movies. Yeah, um, yeah. Got to give it to the man for knowing his horror, because um, he took what was already a scary as fuck movie that I don't think I will ever watch again unless someone directly that I care about says to me, I need to watch this movie and I need you to watch it with me. I don't think I will ever watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre again. That one still to this day screws with me. And I liked Roanoke. <laughs> but that, you know, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a little bit of a, I mean, they are, that's a two different genres of scary. I know, but uh, Roanoke is just as intense. Yeah. Which we should probably talk about American Horror Story at some point, but I digress. Uh, 
So yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, if you are looking for hardcore traditional slasher almost almost found film, the original, like yeah, that will test your metal real quick. And it's not a long film. It is 83 minutes. Yeah, not a long film at all. Made and for somewhere between eighty and a hundred and forty thousand dollars. Wow! And made thirty point nine million dollars for director, director, and and co writer and producer Tobe Hooper. Yeah. Blah. Moving on. <laughs> um. I, I, here's one I know that you're you're not a fan of at all, but uh, the first Paranormal Activity movie. Oh, I have trouble with Paranormal. Yes. I really do. I can watch gore, and I can watch all of that other stuff, and and except for Texas Chainsaw Massacre for some reason. Um, but yeah, that film. Holy shit. I am proud to say that I actually made it all the way through that movie, although I think I buried my head for about half of it. <laughs> that, 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 you know, the first one, especially, like, again, it was sort of that found film stuff going on, but it just, it, it had Ugh. some real, real good, you know, uh, fear inducing moments in it. And I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's another, like, if you really want to test your metal, that's, ooh. yeah, anything paranormal is rough for me. Um, probably because I, you know, saw things like uh, Poltergeist way too young. But <laughs> All right, well, give us one of yours. The Shining. There we go. Absolutely. That's, how old were you when you I saw was, The Shining? Uh, seven, eight, maybe. Ooh. There's a reason why Will doesn't do horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you saw The Shining at seven or eight years old, I can totally understand that. Jesus, I don't think I saw that one till I was till I was a little bit older, like into the double digits. Maybe not quite a teen. My uh... yeah, that, that just oof. yeah. Mm -hmm. There was absolutely nothing about that movie that didn't scare the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It, okay. There was. <laughs> As I recall, that was like one of my older brother's favorite movies. And oh, of course. Yeah, so it was, yeah, my brother was a big Stephen King fan. So mm, I learned to like Stephen King a little later in life. Um, but there was something about, even though she was not the horror aspect of the film, there was even something about Shelley Duvall in that film mm -hmm. that was just unnatural. Yeah. 1980, that one came out. Yeah, most most of my horror movies that I go that that I that I I am familiar with are from that time period. Gotcha. Because <laughs> post like eighty five, eighty six, I no. You started and then went fuck this noise. <laughs> I went nope. I, uh, I I I know enough to know enough. Yeah, yeah. If you have too vivid an imagination, or if you're prone to nightmares, horror movies may not be for you. Um, my my I got. Two more. Uh, then I got Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Ooh, that's a good it one. It has to be the specific 1978 version. Uh, okay. Yes. Good old Donald Sutherland action there. Donald Sutherland, Leonard Nimoy, Jeff Goldblum. Yep. Can't, yeah, can't, very can't, young. 
Yeah, that's that's one that that maybe like our our younger audience might not know Jeff Goldblum was in that is worth going back and watching for his insane performance. Yeah, he was crazy. Yeah, like if you want to see where his career kind of like as a weirdo started, uh, you go there and you go uh, his uh, the fly. Yes. Yes, The Fly, I think, like, cemented a lot of how he portrayed a lot of other characters later on. Mm-hmm. But the whole concept. My mother used to talk about pod people a lot when I was little. And the whole concept of, like, someone's body being taken over by another personality or something just always is a... Is a mm. Yeah, and it's like you could go from Invasion of the Body Snatchers. You can go into a lot of like the older, uh, campy, black and white, fun, crazy, um, like Killer Clowns from Outer Space and uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes and like all of that kind of shit. I mean, let's let us not forget the Blob and the Blob. Um. But did not make my list, although I did consider putting the blob on my list. You know, we've all faced that guy in D&D at some point. Yep. Nope, I can't say that. No, you've never fought an ooze or a blob or anything in D&D? Nope. Huh. Hey, well, so... you want to join the next? <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can negotiate. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I also have on my list... Uh, the thing, uh, 1982's uh, with Kurt Russell. Oh yeah, uh, which is a a favorite of Not Safer Wizards cast member Greg, uh, who references it all the damn time. <laughs> <laughs> um, mostly I my, mostly my fault because I you know put the put mind control stuff into the into the game, but you know. I want to say that the thing was one of those ones we had. On Laserdisc, 1982. That had some really incredible creature work. Yes. In it. Absolutely. John Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Also on my list, The Ring. I have not seen The Ring. I refuse. I don't think I can handle it. (laughs) Yeah, it's that one. That one definitely was. uh, Although now that it's, you know. Now that we no one has a VHS player anymore, I don't know how that one would would go over. <laughs> this is true. The technology it, it has outgrown the technology. Um, yeah, I, I I've seen the trailers, mm-hmm. and I and everyone that knows me that knows like my threshold of horror, which know, is pretty no. good, has said no, Kayla, don't watch that movie. No, I know that is like if you wanted to watch it, I would watch it with you as your responsible partner. Um. But would need both of you. <laughs> but as someone who is who is well aware of your dislike of the paranormal and and what is the one thing like if 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 something in a, in a horror movie like does something weird where like the eyes get slightly bigger, not super huge, but just slightly bigger, or the jaw becomes slightly distended, you 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 just that's it. Yeah. Um, and I like creature stuff, and I, there's a lot I like, but I just, I, don't, I think that's my threshold. Maybe uh, one day. Uh, one other that I have on my list is uh, Get Out. 
the uh, Jordan Peele horror movie from a few Ooh, years I back. I haven't seen that one. Did you? Did I watch that one? I don't think I've seen that one. No, you didn't. Uh, you did not. I, I saw that elsewhere. Um, and yeah, it is. Uh, it is is definitely worth watching. Um, it is a like a kind of t- kind of like not paranormal, but it definitely ticks off. You know mind control and body horror and just it's 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 a good one uh what is the i don't remember even what the storyline is they're they're stuck somewhere um no the storyline is is that there is a rich white family that uh is trying to find ways to extend their lives and they're doing so by uh brainwashing and then performing like brain transplant slash or personality transference uh, of their bodies into the bodies of African-Americans. Ooh, no, 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 no. It is. That, that is officially on Kayla's band list. It is. It, it, it's really good. Um, Ooh, that's, mm, that's, that's almost a bit Lovecraft country ish, isn't it? Uh, Kind of, sort of. I mean, I, uh, I'm trying to remember whether Jordan Peele was involved with uh, Lovecraft Country or not. I thought he might have been, but I could be wrong. But it's it strikes some similar chords. Um, which, by the way, Lovecraft Country. If you have not seen it, please do. It is scary as fuck. Definitely a Halloween. Except for if you don't like horror, then really don't watch it. Yes, Jordan Peele produced Lovecraft Country. Okay. Yeah, very similar premises. I don't know. If I guess, I guess if I could watch one, I could watch the other. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Will, do you have any more? I have one left. Okay. And it is the scariest movie that I have ever seen. I'll never, ever, ever watch it again. Okay. It is called Double Double Coil in Trouble. And if huh. you don't know, look it up. And I'll just post it there for you guys to look at. What? Okay. <laughs> Terrifying. Just for all for all of you people that are going to Google right now, yes, double double toil and trouble. This is my this is Will's sarcastic ass uh, ending off the list. <laughs> oh goodness. I Absolutely knew that terrifying. movie. And when you said it, I was like, he can't be talking about that movie. What did I miss? That's why we love you. Talking about that movie. <laughs> Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. I mean, ugh. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's funny. I forgot because you I... have to, you have to you have to end any any horror list with a comedy. <laughs> that's I, amazing. I, I don't know why I forgot that there was like a whole industry of Olsen twins TV movies and just oh man. Yeah, yeah. There's they, there's they a lot of that. Make, they had to make that money while they could. <laughs> Right? Goodness gracious. You, you, you can only ride the cute stuff too long until you start doing, you know, drugs. <laughs> yeah. And now they're fashion designers. Um, oh, my goodness. I mean, we could go literally on and on and on and on and on. I got, I got one more on my list. Okay. Um, and, and I think you will definitely agree with this one. Okay. Cabin in the Woods. Yes! Uh, for, for not knowing what you're talking about. Oh so, man. So so Cabin of the Woods is one of those where 
it starts off like pretty much uh, any of the, the, the slasher horror movies kind of, you know, starts where, you know, a group of attractive young folks, including, you know, uh, Chris Hemsworth, uh, head off into the woods uh, and they um, then kind of start kind of hitting like every horror movie trope um, they doing stupid white people shit yes very much so yes uh, like every horror movie trope the all the rules like they're breaking all the rules you don't get high you don't have sex you don't split the party you don't like all of it yeah <laughs> you know there's the virgin the jock the 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 whore the fool the scholar and like th- as they get into you know into it they just kind of keep going through and like you know tripping over every sort of you know horror movie thing and uh but then you come to find out that there's a reason why yeah this this movie is like the most meta of meta horror movies it basically takes all of these things like it it trips you through all of these tropes and they're in this cabin in the woods and <laughs> then gives you this crazy ass weirdo explanation as to why all of these tropes exist and why all horror movies happen. There's no way to describe it without completely giving it away and learning what it is as part of the fun of the movie. And I don't want to give it away for those that have not seen it that want to see it. Um, But holy... (laughs) It just turns on its head and goes in this direction you could never have possibly imagined and becomes one of the coolest things I have ever seen on film. The kids didn't get it. No, the kids did not like it at all. (laughs) And it is. Yeah. It's one of those things where if you did like us grow up with all of like what we've just been talking about, all these like 80s and and early 90s uh, horror slasher uh basic horror movie tropes this is the movie for you it it just oh my god yeah yeah i'm I'm glad you remembered that one because i i had totally forgotten you know killed the punchline but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) so what you have anything else on your list oh i could go i could go on and on i could go on and on about all sorts of stuff chucky all the the chucky movies the child's play uh Mm-hmm. Uh, I, which I see there is uh, debuting later in October. There is a uh, Chucky series uh, that will be on the Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, because that's what we need! Goodness gracious! Didn't we say all we needed to say with Bride of Chucky? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. What about, are, are are we then skipping? Wasn't there the child of chucky or something yes like- yes it was horrible it, it they just keep going with the chucky movies it it has gotten to the point where it's a joke everybody knows it's a joke and we're just gonna keep going but here's the thing the first movie that child's play from 1988 oh fuck that noise that shit was scary as hell right that was scary and <laughs> then again they took it you know what that, that's why i have to come back to coming back to cabin in the woods I am so glad. I mean, as much as I would love to see like more of the tra- uh, cabin in the woods world and stuff, I'm so glad that 
nobody has sequelized it. Nobody has. They just let it be. It's perfect exactly the way it is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which, no, you can't improve on that. Which, I mean, in like, you know, 10 more years, they'll reboot it or something. I'm sure. But, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there that's just, I mean, Annabelle, uh, Amityville Horror, um, Ooh, The Creep that Show. Am- that first Amityville Horror. <laughs> yeah, the, all the Creep Show stuff. Um, people wonder why I'm so screwed up, and then I can rattle well, off this list. I don't know. I don't know if this counts as family-friendly or not, but the Twilight Zone movie that came out in the... 80s. I don't remember the movie. I remember all the Twilight Zones because I watched them, but I don't. So was, I don't know if I watched the movie. So it was made up of multiple sequences. Uh, some were, I think, new stories. Some were retelling. So, like, they did the William Shatner Gremlin on the airplane wing. Uh, they redid. They did that, but uh, John Lithgow played the passenger role. Oh. Um. Uh, that was uh, that was also the movie. Uh, fortunately, there was a a, a set accident uh, that killed uh, Vic Morrow and a couple uh, children child actors when a uh, stunt uh, thing went wrong. Oh and shit! A helicopter crashed. Uh, that's it. but like each sequence was directed by a different um, director. So like John Landis uh, did one of the sequences. He actually did the one that the uh, that the the people got killed on. Um, oh wow! Yeah, there was a. I'm trying to just find it. Twilight Zone. No, not the TV film. But yeah, that because there are some very like no. Where'd it go? So Twilight Zone the movie 1983. Um, segments were directed by uh, Steven Spielberg, John Landis, Joe Dante, and George Miller. Okay. Um. Uh, John Landis's segment was an original story created for the film, while the segments that Spielberg, Dante, and Miller were remakes of, of episodes from the original series. Um, and yeah, Dan Aykroyd, Albert Brooks, Scatman Crothers, John John Lithgow, Vic Morrow, and Kathleen oh, cool. Quinlan. Um, yeah, it was. It, it's um, it is a pretty you know it's a pretty good movie, but there are some some creepy segments. Uh, in it um i'll have to go back and watch that one yeah. I, don't, I don't remember if i watched it or not i also need to see the conjuring stuff you need to remind me i need to watch the conjuring stuff yeah i would like to watch the conjuring stuff totally i know i mean like okay rapid fire we we can't forget american horror story yeah so if you're um, looking for TV all stuff, of it yeah. yeah um do we consider goonies is that halloween i don't know uh maybe sort of ish um of course it uh, I actually like the new one very much. Um, Carrie. Uh, oh, my God. All the Stephen King stuff, Rosemary's Baby, yeah. all of that. Um, there's a lot of really, really good, fu- fun, you know, quick uh, horror slasher type stuff, especially when it comes to, like, the Stephen King stuff. There's so much out there. The uh, the Cujo and the Carrie and the Pet Cemetery and the, you know, Pet Cemetery scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Um, so yeah, if you're if you're into horror, there is a lot out there for you, and I'm sure we didn't even touch on some of the modern, really crazy big budget stuff that has come out in the last ten years. Nope, I think we kind of. <laughs> uh, but that's I think that's We're a good place. Way back machine. 
in the way way back machine yes um because you know if you're gonna talk about it you got to talk about where it came from well uh i would say we did a pretty good job with our list so uh we should uh get on out of here yeah shortage of things to watch now yeah you you have don't have to watch hocus pocus 18 times (laughs) and i'd love to hear i'd love to hear from our viewers you know comment uh, on wherever you follow us, on the horror, the horror movies you love, and the ones that scared you, and the ones that you watched way too young, and all of that stuff, we'd love to hear more from you guys. Absolutely. So, and hey, add us if you don't think that silence, the Silence of the Lambs, doesn't count as a horror movie. You're wrong, but you can still add us. We love to hear your opinions. Absolutely. Um, so, as always, uh, we want to remind you, hey, we're in the middle of pandemic, uh, get vaccinated, uh, follow CDC guidelines, uh, do all the things so that we can get done with this, please. So yeah, can- I'd like to, I'd, I'd, we would like to keep our businesses. Thank you. We'd like to keep our businesses. We'd like to be able to go to cons. We'd like to be able to go to concerts. We'd like to be able to, you know, just do things. Live. Yeah. Uh, as always, this podcast believes that Black Lives Matter trans rights for human rights and love is love we thank you for listening this week and we look forward to talking to you next week leave the world a better place than you found it kids hey there listener before we get out of here just want to uh ask you to do us a little favor um two little favors one if you go to apple podcasts leave us a rating and review there five stars would be great but hey we're leaving that up to you and second would be share the podcast with your friends family co-workers whoever you think would enjoy a deep dive into geek culture uh that would definitely help us thanks for listening the preceding program was brought to you by armored bear productions